Well, looky, looky, who just got back from getting his second COVID-19 vaccination. Hey, it's Mike, and welcome back to the Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast. I really do truly appreciate you listening. I know there are a ton of podcasts out there, and I did make the effort last week of making this particular podcast available on every platform except for Google yet. I'm going to work on that, and hopefully by next week, have it available on Google Podcasts as well. But I did notice from our friends at Podomatic, which is always going to be the home for the Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast, that we jumped up a bit in the numbers. More on that in just a second. But I did mention that I did get a second go-around of the Pfizer vaccination. Just got back from Save Mart, one of the locations here in Visalia. You can get vaccinated. Still have to make the appointment and everything else. But I made the mistake first go around with my first Pfizer shot of getting it in my right arm, completely forgetting that one of the possible, if not probable side effects of getting a vaccination, flu vaccination or otherwise, is that that needle goes directly into a muscle and that muscle is not going to like it very much. And being right-handed, getting that shot in my right arm probably wasn't my smartest move because it felt like, I don't know, Bruce Lee had punched me. Well, well, first rose from the grave, and then punched me as hard as he could in my right arm, and then back into the grave he went, which is where my arm felt like it should have been because, man, my arm was sore for like three or four days after that first Pfizer shot to the point that it actually woke me up out of a dead sleep. I toss and turn quite a bit while I'm sleeping, so I'm sound asleep, rolling over without realizing it, and roll over onto that arm, and oh! shouldn't have done that but it did so that's still going to happen because i'm going to toss and turn again tonight and the next night and i'm sure my arm is going to be sore but at least it's my left arm this time which i don't use anywhere near as much so thank goodness i remember that so on to the numbers so podomatic.com will always be the home for the insert clever and witty name here podcast every week they send me a little email your weekly stat report for april 9th so this looks at what i did two weeks ago and then how the numbers looked last week two weeks ago in the news category which is just the category i picked for this particular podcast we were at 121 e not uh not so good but last week thanks to you we jumped up to 79 ah the crowd goes wild and i would have sound effects here but I did go back and listen to last week's podcast, and I heard there were some glitchy elements with podcasts, or at least with the Podomatic website that I had been using in the recording studio. So while it did have the sound effects, I didn't like the fact that it cut out in and out a couple of times, so I decided to forego the recording booth, and now I'm just using GarageBand since I have an iMac. So hopefully it'll sound a little better. It won't drop out as much. I just won't have the... Crowd goes wild, telephone ringing, clown honking the horn, sound effects in the background. I hope that's okay with you. So that kind of gets you up to speed as to the numbers and my vaccine. I want to spend the bulk of our time later uh, in just a bit talking about the fact that, yes, I did have COVID-19 at one point months ago. A mild case, comparatively speaking, to a couple others who had it in the building as well. And my decision to, even though I got COVID-19, to get the vaccination, something I touched on a few weeks ago, but want to hit on that again. And then also 
spend the rest of the time talking about two of the post-COVID side effects that I've been having. I haven't confirmed this with a doctor yet. I'm going in for a complete physical coming up early next month on the 5th, I believe. So I should know more then to find out if what I'm experiencing is a true COVID-19 side effect, two things in particular, or is it just because I'm getting old? (laughs) Or a little from column A and a lot from column B. But one of the things I've been doing the past few weeks with these podcasts, and something I do every single morning, Monday through Friday at least, with my mornings with Mike Pesto on my 97.5. And I hope you do listen. And you can listen anywhere as well. If you're in the South Valley, you can listen at 97.5. If you're anywhere else in the world, you can listen online at my975fm.com. Or we've got a mobile app as well. You can check out Google Play or iTunes. But every morning at 610 and for the past couple of weeks right here, I've gone over a couple of things that I find that we celebrate on this particular day. So today, April 12th, 2021, celebrating National Licorice Day. Can someone please explain to me why it is that black licorice has such a bad rap? Black licorice is the absolute best of the the two major licorices. Licorai? What's the pearl for licorice? I'm not sure. But red vines are fine. I don't hate them because that's a strong word. It's... I don't hate red vines. They wouldn't be my first choice. If I had the choice between the black or the red, I'm going with the black. And especially, okay, so let me let me modify that statement just a bit. The black licorice little pieces, okay, I can understand why you don't like those. However, one of the best candies on the planet are the black licorice medallions from Seas. Oh, they are so good. They practically melt in your mouth. I mean, they don't, but you you chew them and it's just heavenly. And what's great is they're very chewy to the point that some residue, some of the licorice will actually stick to, you know, your, your gum work a little bit as well as the cracks and crevices in your teeth. So hours later, you just kind of kind of look around your mouth and you, you still will taste the licorice, um, which you know, at some point you have to brush your teeth, I guess, <laughs> get all that taste out of there. Although you really don't want to because it's so good. I think it's C's. It's been so long since I've had them. I'm not exactly sure, but if, if someone can know and check, um, that gets me to something else I don't mention enough with these podcasts. If you ever want to reach out for any reason whatsoever, a, a glitch that you hear or something in particular you would really like me to talk about, and I want to be an open book with these podcasts, Please do reach out. You can email me. That's probably the best way to reach me. Mike Pesto, M-I-K-E-P-E-S-T-O at M-E dot com. Or if we're not friends on Facebook, please do reach out. Friend me on Facebook. I'm on Instagram as well. Twitter at Mike Pesto. Very easy to find. So if there's ever any issue with the quality of the podcast, something I say that's wrong, I'm not one of those guys that if you call me on something, I'm going to get defiant and get in your face about it. Hey, if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. We're all human, so that's going to happen. So please do call me on anything you hear. If I get something wrong, I want to make sure I get it right. Also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, I want to be an open book with these. That's one of the reasons that it's as stripped down as it is. If you want bells and whistles, if you want music beds, if you want sound effects, you want all that fun stuff, Check me out any weekday morning, Monday through Friday on my 97.5. I would appreciate it if you did because that's what pays the bills. This is just something kind of fun to do on the side. Uh, 
So please do jump in and let me know about the things you want me to talk about. I will talk about anything. Maybe not as in-depth as you would like, but if you wanted me to talk about my time having worked at K-Jug here in the Valley or at 104.9 The Wolf uh, in you know, central Illinois or at K-Tom on the coast um, in the Monterey Bay area, I am more than willing to talk about any of that. My time working at that sports radio network, Sports Fan, when I worked in Las Vegas, when I worked at KWNR back in the day in Las Vegas, uh, just having lived in Las Vegas, if you want me to talk about that, I, whatever you want me to hit on, I will be sure that I do it, uh, including how much I love black licorice. So if anyone knows, again, the whole point why I gave the email address, if C's is where you can get the black licorice, do reach out and let me know. Again, Mike Pesto at uh, me.com. The other thing that we celebrate today is Drop Everything and Read Day. My son is 12. He was on this kick about a year or so ago where he would call himself Mr. Literal. So everything that we said to him, he took literally. And I think about that as I'm holding a piece of paper that says drop everything and read day. So I guess I have to drop <laughs> the piece of paper and then pick it up again because I want to keep reading. So yeah, not exactly the best choice of words for drop everything and read day for anyone who takes that literally, then you're not holding whatever it is you are reading, and then you just have to look around for something to read, I guess. And then finally today is Big Wind Day. When I first saw that this morning, I thought, oh, they're talking about the big wind coming out of Washington, D.C. and all of our elected officials. And then I realized they didn't say hot wind or hot air. They said big wind. So I had to look this up. This is interesting. So today, again, April 12th, 2021, celebrating Big Wind Day. It happened, an event, back on April 12th, 1934. This happened at Mount Washington Observatory in New Hampshire. They recorded the highest surface wind speed ever measured. Any idea what it was? Or maybe you already know because I did mention this on the air. 231 miles per hour. The wind was traveling that day, 231 miles per hour, and it hasn't gotten any windier anywhere else on the planet since 1934. So there you go. Just a couple of things I thought I'd mention. A couple other things that I brought up on the air this morning I wanted to spend a little bit more time on is the story that I talked about at uh, 810 with animal stories about the same chefs that work on food for your cats, that work at Fancy Feast. Well, they're now doing something else that involves you if you happen to have a cat or two or 12. Does anyone just have one cat, by the way? I think cat hoarding actually is a thing. Fancy Feast, so that's the name of the, the food company that's doing this, releases cookbook for humans inspired by new cat food line. That intrigued me, not being a cat fan myself. Fancy Feast Petites is the new cat food line, which you can now get in stores. But Fancy Feast Petites Feast Cookbook is a free download that you can get, which includes 12 single-serve recipes for cat fans everywhere. The recipes include the likes of chicken and ramen with tomato honey butter sauce, 
honey sriracha grilled chicken with spicy fried rice and whitefish and asparagus. It sounds good, but again, these recipes were derived from the same chefs that work on the fancy feast petites cat food. So I'm a little hesitant. Okay, I'm a lot hesitant to try anything from them, but they swear it's delicious. So if you are at all interested, I have the link to the free download of these 12 recipes on the station's Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash my975. I'm really serious. If someone would please try out one of these recipes and let me know what you think. In fact, I... You know, I'll I'll try one. I will, sometime between now and next week, I will go ahead and try making, to the letter of the recipe, one of these fancy feast, petite feast cookbook recipes and report back to you maybe next week. So, wish me luck on that. The other thing uh, I mentioned with the dirt a couple times on Monday's show on My 97.5 is... Internet trolls are jumping all over J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, for a picture that she threw up on Instagram Saturday. It was a picture of her holding her phone. I've always wondered with these pictures, who's taking the picture? A member of her entourage, I'm guessing. She's in the Dominican Republic right now shooting a movie. And huge fans of J-Lo looked and saw, because she has her hands out in front of her, and you can see her fingers quite clearly, and she is quite obviously not wearing her $1.8 million engagement ring she got from A-Rod. And, you know, there was that that hiccup they had, allegedly, in their relationship a while back where they called things off for a little while. No one seems to know why. They have said that that didn't happen, but there are those in their respective entourages that swear that it did happen. Who knows if it did or not, but now... More questions with the fact that she's not wearing her engagement ring. Well, again, she's in the Dominican Republic. And I'm guessing after what happened with uh, Kim Kardashian in Paris a year or so ago, more and more celebrities are less and less likely to take their million-dollar pieces of jewelry out of the country, out of the state, out of the city, and just leave them at home whenever they're shooting abroad. So that may or may not be the case. She has not explained it as of me sitting down and doing this particular podcast, but that is being talked about quite a bit, or at least was earlier this morning. Something else I want to talk about later this week is this scar that I got on my forearm the other day. I I did a lot of work in the yard this past weekend, which you can probably hear I sound rather congested. I took Allertech, which is the Kirkland knockoff. You get a Costco for whatever it is that the actual prescription, not the prescription, but the actual over-the-counter allergy medicine is. So I took that on Saturday. I took that on Sunday. I knocked out two Benadryl Sunday night, took another allergy pill this morning, and I still sound like this. So my apologies for that. But I was working quite extensively in the backyard Saturday and Sunday, specifically Saturday. Well, Sunday I woke up, and I don't remember doing anything to my arm at all, but it felt a a little tender in one little spot. When I looked, I didn't see any scar. I didn't see any scrapes or scratches or anything else. But I woke up this morning, and I already have scar tissue 
there where I just got this little raspberry, basically. And it, I'm feeling it right now. It doesn't feel any different than any of the other areas around it, but I have no idea <laughs> how I got hurt. So I threw this up on my Facebook page, and it amazed me how many other people jumped on to say, oh, yeah, all the time. You're getting old, dude. <laughs> but I didn't like that answer at all. But apparently it's a thing of getting scrapes and scratches and, and bruises I get. I don't bruise very easily at all. I can't remember the last time I got a bruise. And when I do get them, I know exactly why I got them. I'll bang into something and I'm like, oh, that'll leave a mark. And sure enough, a day or so later, I'll have something. A lot of times, though, I'll bang into something pretty hard, think I'm going to have a bruise, and then nothing. With this, I don't remember doing anything that would have caused a scar like that. So, again, I haven't talked about it on the air yet. I just threw the post up on my personal Facebook page, but I'm thinking later this week, maybe Wednesday or Thursday, I'll get into that and just ask you, have you ever woken up one morning and seen a, a bruise or maybe your significant other pointed something out and you said, hey, you got a, you got a mark on your, your forearm, your leg, your neck, whatever it is, and, and have no idea. <laughs> you got it. So when actually, I'm, I'm assuming jokingly, post on my Facebook page with a comment basically saying, well, you must have gotten in a fight with the missus, and while you were sleeping, she bludgeoned you. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think that was it. I, I suppose it's a possibility, but, but there you go. All right, so I want to spend, if we can, the, the rest of the time this week talking about the fact that I did make the decision to get the vaccine. I ended up getting the Pfizer. I didn't have a choice, all things being equal. With the fact that I had gotten COVID-19 previously, I would have preferred to have gotten the J&J &J, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, you only need one shot with the Johnson & Johnson. And with the research that I had done previously, it seemed, at least at that point, and maybe the thinking has changed since then. This was months ago. I did the research on it that for anyone who has already gotten COVID-19, that Johnson & Johnson seemed to be the better of the three at that point. And at this point, again, as of today, uh, April 12th, there's only the three that have been approved for emergency use. So there we are, went in to um, Save Mart here locally in Visalia and had no idea what I'd be getting and ended up getting the Pfizer. My mom and dad both got the Moderna and some side effects with that. Um, they felt a little crummy, I think, as they put it, the uh, next day or so. I had didn't feel bad after getting the first one a few weeks back, just that, that soreness in the arm that I mentioned earlier. And I literally got the second one an hour or so ago, so nothing to this point, but I'll report back to you next week. The reason why I decided to get vaccinated, even though I had gotten COVID-19, is because when I went in for my original diagnosis, and when I got my diagnosis, I, I didn't think I had it. I didn't have any of the classic symptoms of loss of taste, loss of smell. I had um, a mid-grade fever, 103, I think from what I remember it topped out at. And I think I mentioned a few weeks ago, bone chilling chills and my whole body shaking. That's happened maybe only a handful of times in my life with fevers that I've had. The worst case I ever had was when I had valley fever a few months before I moved to the San Joaquin Valley 
So I, I got Valley Fever without even being in the Valley. Uh, I think I even got it before I had my first job interview, so I hadn't even been to the Valley recently when I got it. With that, I think my fever peaked out at 105, and I was having mild hallucinations, and I got chills and the whole deal with that as well. With this, I didn't have the hallucinations, but did have the chills to the point that I, I don't like taking really hot showers, and I took probably one of the hottest showers I've ever taken. And I had it as hot as it could get, and I was still shaking in the shower, wishing I could crank it up a few more degrees. So I had that on a Sunday. My wife, who just out of concern, made an appointment for me to get tested for COVID-19. I would have bet any amount of money at all that I didn't have it because, again, no loss of taste, no loss of smell, None of the other things. I didn't feel as though I was having an issue breathing, which is another classic symptom that I had heard time and time again, at least in the original cases. And maybe I got a mutated form. I don't know. But I went in to get tested, and I was told to wait for like 11 minutes, I think I was told, and that I would, someone would come back in. Actually, I was told the nurse would come back in and let me know. Well, the nurse didn't come back in. Uh, it was one of the doctors that came in after about 30 minutes and asked me a few more questions and said, well, you got it. And <laughs> I'm sure I looked shocked. And if I could have gotten a follow-up test, I would have because I, I didn't believe him. It, it didn't feel to me like I had it. But he swore, yeah, it's, it, you, maybe it's just a mild case, but you, you certainly have it. So went over the protocols of what I had to do, what was expected of me. So I, I did everything that I was supposed to do, and I stayed home for two weeks until I was symptom-free and then returned back to work after two weeks. I was able, thank goodness, because it's radio, you don't have to see me, to do my show live from home starting the Wednesday after my diagnosis. So I was off the air Monday and Tuesday. So two days off is all I took, and then back on the air Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then all the following week from home, and then Next week was back in the studio. I wasn't able to do all the other stuff that I typically do with production and some of the other things that I do behind the scenes, but I was able to do the show at least so you could hear from me every morning on my 97.5. But um, in talking to the doctor who came in and gave me my diagnosis of, yep, yeah, you got it. <laughs> That's about how he said it too. I asked him, because this was long before even the first emergency use of the Moderna was issued. So, well, when the vaccine becomes available, should I get it? He said, absolutely. I, I didn't even finish asking the question. And he said, absolutely. He said, to check with your primary care physician, obviously. But in my opinion, you should get it. If they approve it, get it. I'm like, okay. And as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, don't, Listen to me, what I have to say about this. Don't listen to friends or family. For God's sake, don't listen to any memes that you read on Facebook that are funny, but that's all they are. It's funny. It's not informative at all. Ask your doctor or ask any physician that you trust if you don't have a primary care physician and find out what they say. If they say don't get it, then don't. But if they say do... Do if they don't if they do say don't get it though I would ask say okay so why specifically I mean maybe you agree with not getting it and maybe you'll say well okay I, I agree I don't want to get it but 
just out of curiosity, can you tell me why you think I should get it and nothing else get an education on it from their point of view? But that doctor who gave me the diagnosis said, yep, absolutely, you want to get it. So I checked in with my primary care physician and she said, yeah, you, you want to get it. So I waited until I was eligible and had to wait till the threshold got to my age range. And then lo and behold, it was that same day that I got an email from Savemart saying that they had extra doses of the Pfizer. If you want it, you're eligible. Come on and get it. So I got my first one a few weeks back, got my second one just a little while ago. And I have had some long-term side effects of having had COVID-19. I think, I have to to preface this by saying I am going in to get a complete physical. I, I didn't realize, but I have not had a complete physical since 2018. I swear I called my doctor last year and I asked if I was due and I was told no, not yet. But be that as it may, I'm getting old and senile. So there it is. <laughs> so it's been since 2018. I've had a since I've had a complete blood workup, and I have cholesterol issues in my family. My dad, um, at one point, and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast. If not, I'll go ahead and tell you now. Um, was golfing years ago. This is back when we still lived in Illinois with some friends of his, and took a golf ball to the side of the head, like right off of a, a shanked shot and rushed him to the emergency room and ran a, a just a whole truckload of tests on him, head to toe, checked out everything. And one of the things they checked was his heart. And they came back and told my mom, well, the good news is everything associated with the injury to his head, not an issue, doesn't have a concussion or maybe had a mild concussion, but nothing severe. But they said, um, we did run a complete diagnostic of everything, including his heart, and came back with 80% blockage of one of the arteries in his heart. And uh, I still remember, I mean, I could draw you a picture of the waiting room that we were in, uh, and we would sit in there and wait for when we could go in and spend time with my dad, and then my mom would spend the bulk of, the time with him. And then when my sister and I could go, we would go back and and see him as well. I don't remember the room at all. I don't remember seeing him in that bed. And I'm sure that's probably my memory purposely blocking that out because it was painful to go through. Um, I think I'm like a lot of guys when it comes to situations like that, when you're talking about your father, uh, I don't like thinking about it. I don't like knowing that at some point he's no longer going to be with us and feel the same way about my mom, but I, I have yet to have that situation with my mom where she's been in a hospital room. It's happened twice now with my dad where um, he's been in a hospital. We haven't known exactly what was going on. We found out what was going on, and it wasn't very good. So thank goodness where we lived at the time in the Salinas Valley that Salinas Valley Memorial, I think it's the name of the hospital there. They were on the cutting edge with this technology with with heart issues. It was cholesterol buildup basically around this artery in his heart. So they tried the angioplasty, I think it is, where they put the, 
the needle in your thigh, they go up through a vein into your heart. They blow up this little balloon in the artery, and they hope that the cholesterol sticks to itself and it stays to the side. Well, they tried that procedure a few times, and it didn't work. So he was one of the first ones, from what I remember, one of the first ones in California, the first one at that particular hospital that had another procedure that involved literally cutting the cholesterol away and then immediately making sure that it was vacuumed away as well because this was one of the arteries going to the heart because the last thing you want is to cut the cholesterol away and have it go into the heart, then you've got a whole other issue. So he got this procedure done where, and I forget what it was called, angio something other, uh, or something or other, that it, it cut that cholesterol away and then sucked it into this little vacuum tube. And it, they did that, and that seemed to have done the trick. And he, I don't know how he did it, but he changed his diet night and day. He cut all cholesterol out of his diet, did his research, did his homework, and it was gone. And he became a, a tofu lover before tofu was cool uh, with the, the tofu crab, imitation crab and tofu. I mean, he would always try to try to fool me because I was still living at home at the time. So he would make something. My dad was always the chef at that point in our lives. My mom, very early on in our lives, later when my mom and dad both worked, then it was more so my dad. And he would somehow, some way, slip tofu into everything. And I always knew if he asked me, so how's that taste? And I always say, ah, I can taste the tofu, Dad. Can you really? I'm like, no, I'm not. But I know when you ask me, <laughs> you know there's tofu in it. So I have that as an issue in my family because in having had blood workup done previously, I know that my bad cholesterol is always borderline too high, and my good cholesterol is always borderline too low. And shame on me for not having that checked again more recently, especially with the fact that I had heart surgery last year, which I know I've mentioned that previously. So with that being an issue and the two strokes that I had prior to realizing I had the issue with my heart that needed the surgery, and I've had other little things here and there, uh, yeah, shame on me for, for not taking better care of myself and getting myself checked out, which I am going to do. And one of the things I want to talk with my doctor about is a couple symptoms that I think I'm having post-COVID. And she can confirm or deny whether indeed that is the case. I don't know if she's going to want to run tests on me to find out is this COVID-related or is it just something else? But the two issues that I have been having, and they're not major, but, well, one isn't. It's more aesthetic than anything else, is um, hair loss. My wife and I used to, in our previous house, we had a, a really good-sized shower in our master bedroom. I loved our master bedroom. It had a jacuzzi tub in the master bedroom, which is not all that uncommon, but this particular jacuzzi tub had a fireplace right in front of it. And it was um, a master bath, master bedroom combo where there were no walls between the two. So you could literally be in the jacuzzi tub in the master suite, I guess you call it, while watching TV at the same time. And I did that on more than a few occasions. <laughs> But it had this huge shower as well. So my wife and I used the same shower. 
in the house that we moved into in October of this year, it has one of those prefab showers in the corner, one of the ones that looks like a phone booth. It's like a semicircle sort of thing. I mean, Superman would have a hard time changing in this thing. If you remember phone booths, that's about the size of it. So it's perfect for my wife, who's 5'2". Petite little thing. So she fits in that shower perfect. I I told her she wasn't going to like it because I thought for sure she'd have the same issue that I had. I've taken literally one shower in that shower and was banging elbows and knees and head and everything else. I'm like, I ain't doing this again. Thank goodness there is a guest bath downstairs just off the kitchen. You have to go through the utility room to get there. And when I was quarantining myself, that would the shower I just kind of commandeered to make sure I'm not using the same facilities as my wife so she doesn't get it. I think at that point, uh, yeah, she hadn't gotten any of the vaccines yet, so she was just as susceptible as anybody else in the house. My son ended up getting it. My daughter, my wife, didn't. Gender thing, I don't know. But that's just how it worked out in our house. So I did everything down there for it. So I have noticed, since I am the only one who takes a shower down in that room, and that's it's the shower and the bathroom that's basically off where our pool is. So when we have company and they shower after and before getting in the pool, they'll shower there, go through the little side door, and go out to the pool. So back in our previous house, I would notice hair in the the little catch before it goes down the drain. And I thought it was mine at first. And then I took a closer look and my wife said that it was hers. And she was working with the doctor to find out why she'd been losing hair. And she's upped her iron. I think that's what it was determined, was the determining factor with her and no issues after that. So again, flash forward, new house. She has her own shower. I have my own shower. Nobody else takes a shower in that shower. And I'm noticing lots, like I'm talking lots of hair after every shower in the drain. And it's not it's not hair from any other part of my body because it's not short. I have longer hair on top when the salons, barbershops were all closed down with the first lockdown. I decided, well, you know, I've been meaning to kind of grow my hair out a little bit anyway. My wife seems to like it, so I did. And I've just kind of maintained that length ever since. It's a little shorter on the sides, short in the back, and then much longer on top. Uh, So when I see the longer black hair, and why it's the black hair that's falling out and not the gray is a little disturbing. I mean, if if I'm (laughs) going to lose any hair, why can't it be the white ones as opposed to the black ones? I don't get it. But... I I can't blame it on anyone else. It it has to be my hair because there's nobody else who takes a shower in that room. And that's, um, it's an aesthetic thing, but that's a a little disturbing. I don't want to find out if that is uh, a COVID-19 side effect. I know it can be, but I'm also of a certain age now. I see my dad and I know he's lost quite a bit of hair. Um, Still has enough all over. He has the same type of hair that I do, where he always had a ton of hair, but it was very thin. Uh, my son has a ton of hair, and it's thick. It's it's very coarse. Uh, there's no way of styling that hair. I don't care how much gel you put in it as much as we try. With mine, it, there was a lot. Now there's a lot less than there used to be, and it's it's rather thin. So thank goodness it is as long as it is so I can kind of comb it back a little bit, cover up whatever balding spots I may be having at this point. 
So it, worst comes to worst, if they got to go the bald route at some point, that's that's fine. I'm not as concerned about that. What I am a little bit more concerned about is the brain fog that I've been having. And it's um, that part is disturbing. And again, I'm not certain that it's it's 100% COVID or it's, it's partially, again, reaching a certain age, you become a little bit more forgetful. But I, I have had the issue for several years now with my short-term memory. I am terrible when it comes to names. You could tell me your name if I haven't met you at, say, a station event that I happen to be at or at a remote or, or what have you, and then see you 10 minutes later, and I, I know I know you. I know we talked. I remember our conversation. You gave me your phone number. Let's say it was someone that was you know, like a business contact or someone that I met through the chamber or something, and I wanted to talk with them on the air about something. We exchanged numbers. I can remember phone numbers rather well. Uh, I still remember the number... Uh, 12315 North Lakeview Drive, Huntley, Illinois, 60142. That was the last address that we had in Illinois before we moved in 1986. So I remember that. So my long-term memory seems to be still working. I remember working at Crawdaddy's at one point, and uh, the band was playing, the Crawdads, and the TVs were on, and they had one of the baseball games on. And there was a broadcaster, a former Major League Baseball player, who was talking. And I looked and I saw, I'm like, that's Jay Buhner. He used to play for the Mariners. Yeah, it's a Mariner game. I'm not a fan of the Mariners. How I remember Jay Buhner, and then sure enough, his name popped up on the bottom of the screen, screen Jay Buhner. I'm like, wow, okay. Kudos to me with my long-term memory. Short-term memory, again, I, I, I've had issues for a while now. And it seems to be getting worse, and it seems to seems to coincide with my having had COVID nineteen. I don't know for certain that the two are related, but it is something that does concern me. And and just the just the foggy feeling sometimes of just not feeling connected, and and trying to focus in a situation, and not being able to and it's it's it is more than just a little disturbing going through all that and feeling that that fog that haze um and and trying my darndest to focus and i've tried focus factor um my doctor laughed (laughs) i tried that by the way and she thinks yeah so how's that uh how's that working for you i say nah uh, I'm not focused enough to buy the buy it next time. She says, "Yeah, I, I, I've heard varying results with that. I'll just put it that way." So um, I should know more with this checkup that I'm going to have again, first one in a very long time coming up on the fifth of next month. So I'm hoping she's able to let me know one if these two side effects that I'm having are true side effects to having had COVID nineteen, or is it just a coincidence? And then more importantly, ultimately, I don't care either way, whether it's a side effect or not. It's an issue that needs to be addressed. The hair, sure, but most definitely with the fact that I do a show, a solo show every morning on my 97.5. I don't, I don't have the luxury that I had years ago when I used to work with Lisa on KJUG and I used to work with John 
uh, at KTOM in Salinas and then the Wolf in Peoria, Illinois, of if I have an off day, if I have a bad day, I can lean on someone else. I remember having multiple conversations with Lisa, either her or I walking into the studio and say, I'm not going to be 100% today, so today's a more Lisa morning or a more Mike morning if it was her feeling that way. Uh, I don't have that option. Um, when I do start feeling that way, you'll notice I'll probably talk a lot less and a lot faster. I don't know why it is, but the less control I feel I have, and I noticed it this morning with the allergy issues and the congestion that I'm feeling, for whatever reason, I, I subconsciously, I think if I say it really fast, I'll get to the end quickly. And that's a bad combination of one, knowing that you don't sound as good as you should, so you can't enunciate as well. Two, you're not quite as focused because possibly it's a COVID-19 side effect. And three, you're speeding through your delivery. You add those three things up, and this morning was not exactly one of my better efforts. And if you did listen this morning and you noticed that, I apologize. I will try to give you a better version of me tomorrow. That's all I ever can do is just try to give you a better version of me every single morning. And that's where you'll hear all the bells and whistles and everything else that this podcast certainly is not with a much more stripped down version of me, very raw me, and being very honest with you about my concerns with the hair loss and more importantly, the memory issues and the the COVID brain or fog or whatever you want to call it. And talking with Jennifer Grant, who does our midday show on my 97.5, she's talked with quite a few friends of hers who have had COVID-19. And I think she said all of them have had the issues of the COVID fog or the COVID brain or again, whatever you want to call it. So I, I know it's a thing, whether it's my thing or not, or again, it's just I'm getting old. I have no idea, but I will find out. I'll let you know and hopefully get it addressed because it's not it's not fun being in that studio by myself, first of all. And then second of all, realizing I don't have my A game to give you that particular morning, but I will do my best every single day to give you everything that I have that particular morning and with these podcasts as well. And thank you Again, for listening, I appreciate it more than you know that I have this opportunity to to kind of vent some things that I don't have a chance to vent uh, as much on the air every morning. So thank you. And if you are entertained by what you get to hear every single morning and what you hear here, please do share that out there. We are still, as far as I know, the South Valley's newest radio station, uh, which is one of the reasons why we are still the new My 97.5. So if you would not mind getting that word out and listening more often, uh, I'd appreciate it having friends and family listen as well. If you're not familiar with the station, it's um, nostalgic adult contemporary is the type of music that we play with Bruno Mars and Adele and some old school Madonna and Sting and it, all songs that if you are of a certain age, using that expression quite a bit with this particular podcast, that you know by heart and you can sing along to practically every single song from Stevie Wonder and Elton John. And, you know, there you just heard another example of the brain fog, just not being able to focus and enunciate and say words correctly, which, again, is frustrating talking to yourself every once in a while. 
So it's something I'll work through, something I'll hopefully get some resolution on if it's a medication I need to be on for a while or vocal, physical therapy, whatever it is, I will try to get it corrected because, again, uh, it matters to me that if you are going to take the time to listen to these podcasts, if you're going to take the time to listen to me every morning on the air, that if you're going to listen, I need to give you my best. There was someone that posted something on Facebook earlier today, something to the effect of if if lack of effort isn't punished and going above and beyond isn't rewarded, why would anyone give it their all? To, to which my response was, because that's how you're wired. I, I do believe that there is something within me that says, Give it your all, whether it's going to be recognized or not. And hopefully you do recognize it and you listen. And that's all I can ask you to do every morning and every week with these particular podcasts. So, again, thank you for checking out the Insert Clever and Witty Name Here podcast. We will jump back on and do it once again next week, Monday afternoon. And in the meantime, I hope you have a blessed week. And thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it.